Hey there. Hey there. Welcome to episode show number 55, season two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let me give you a big Duval as we get started. Duval. My name is Scott. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're brought to you by Saucerility. A great place for, for real estate if you're looking to settle in North Florida. You know, home real estate, residential, business, commercial. Remember, it is Saucerility. Saucerility, you can find their link on our website at bigjreport.com. Scroll the homepage all the way down to the weather information. We have a 24 7 uh, weather information for North Florida, which is uh, North Florida weather 24 7. Scroll the homepage. And you'll find a link for Saucerility. So we do want to thank our uh, sponsors of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, Saucerility for your real estate needs in North Florida. Also, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And, of course, you can follow us at BigJReport.com with an assortment of uh, freelance writers, etc. Yours truly, the editor of the BigJReport.com. And we're going to move right into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Teal Shirt Report podcast is listened to in as many as 36 states across the United States. Uh, not only are we in 36 states across the United States, but we're worldwide and international. Some of the places listening to us worldwide and internationally include uh, some new countries like Brazil, Bangladesh, uh, we're big in Northern Ireland, throughout the um, the UK, as well as uh, Quebec, Canada, and also the west coast of um, of Canada. Got some listeners out in Alberta. So thank all of you for tuning in, especially you guys in Northern Ireland. And I uh, want to say hello to Andy Powers in the UK as well. As the Teal Shirt Report is coming at you, we actually are recording episode 55, Double Nickels, episode show number 55. On Sunday, September the 19th, our Teal Shirt Report podcast is again kind of rolled into game day Sunday. But on this uh, podcast, this edition of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, the game will be kicking off in a few minutes as we record our podcast. The Jaguars, 0-1, are actually a six-point underdog to the Denver Broncos, who are 1-0. You know, and I did some checking around. I, I looked at some. I said, let me check out some of the latest NFL power rankings out there. Although, you know, we do our very own SEC, BigJReport.com, SEC power rankings in college football. But I said, let me look around and check some, um, you know, some power rankings um, for the NFL. I found one that's called BR, B slash R. And I found that the Denver Broncos are ranked 18th in the NFL power rankings. The BR, the B slash R NFL power rankings, the Denver Broncos are ranked 18th. And sadly, our Jacksonville Jaguars are ranked 32nd. Kickoff coming in just a few moments. Today on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we'll take you through today's Jaguars game kind of as it happens. Um, We'll be... um, you know, doing segments, uh, you know, certainly as we are now before the game, during the game, and after the game. Also, during this Till Shirt Report podcast, we'll have North Florida Entertainment, uh, the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings, full slate of games in the SEC, and we'll talk about those games as they happened yesterday on Saturday 
uh, September the 18th. So we've got our BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings, a high school football scoreboard as well. And we'll have some reports and I believe even some interviews with Alex Nunry, who covers uh, uh, high school football rather intensively, as well as other sports too. So stay tuned. Keep it right here. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 55 in season number two. A lot coming up. Uh, We'll talk about, and our main focus is coverage of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But again, we do North Florida Entertainment, a high school football scoreboard. Uh, We cover college football with the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. Uh, We'll take a look at the SEC results from yesterday on Saturday, September the 18th. That's right. Uh, Yesterday, as we record this podcast, yesterday was Saturday, September the 18th. Today, as we record the podcast, it is Sunday afternoon, uh, September the 19th. We're just a few minutes prior to kickoff uh, between the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Denver Broncos in Jacksonville at TIA Bank Field. I checked the uh, weather report, about a 60% chance of rain uh, today during the Jaguars game as they kick off at 1 o'clock. Uh, there'll be some light winds out of the east at about 5 to 9 or 6 to 9 miles per hour out of the east, but a 60% chance of rain could actually get some heavy rain and thunderstorms by you know mid to late afternoon, probably by the third or fourth quarter or after the game. So weather could play a factor. Not too much wind, though. Again, the wind's just uh, out of the east at about 5 to 9 or 6 to 9 miles per hour. So you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Denver Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars today and a whole lot more. High school football, college football, mainly uh, concentrating on the SEC, the best conference in the nation in college football. Sadly, Florida State lost their third game in a row. They uh, lost to Wake Forest, and that game was uh, Wake Forest 35, FSU 14. FSU off to an 0-3 start. Of course, that was an Atlantic Coast Conference game. So, you know, we'll keep up to date with Florida State as well. Uh, Georgia Tech lost to Clemson, but it was a close, low-scoring game. Clemson seems to not quite be the offensive machine they were when Trevor Lawrence was a quarterback there. Uh, Clemson actually uh, beat Georgia Tech 14 to 8 as i understand it low scoring game apparently the clemson defense i mean they're still really good but some offensive struggles with the new quarterback uh, for the clemson tigers so you know we'll keep an eye on the sec you know a, a couple a handful of teams in the acc as well as the teal shirt report podcast continues uh, we're going to talk about Today's game, as we record this podcast on Sunday, September the 19th, the Jacksonville Jaguars in their home opener hosting the Denver Broncos. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming right up. Stay tuned.
Hey, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, we're listened to in as many as 36 states. We're international and worldwide, probably worldwide. I mean, Northern Ireland has really been really good to us. There's a lot of listeners out of Northern Ireland. Some new countries, Brazil, Bangladesh, Hong Kong has been with us a while. Hey, guys. Um, some of the other countries, Canada, Quebec, Canada, especially, and many, many, many other places, uh, France, Puerto Rico, uh, etc. Germany, Australia, New Zealand. Man, we're listening to almost everywhere in the world, and plus 36 states across the United States. Now, I will tell you this: our I will tell you that our our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, can be heard through our website at BigJReport.com. So you go to the website, the homepage, and scroll down. Uh, we have some articles up there, but if you scroll down far enough, you'll see uh, Teal Shirt Report. What's up there now is Teal Shirt Report podcast number 54. And then we'll put this one up, you know, probably in a matter of minutes after it's done. The Double Nickels episode, Teal Shirt Report podcast number 55, the one you're hearing me on right now. So, again, to find us, and again, we're on many platforms, including Anchor, where we originate from, but we're on most all the biggies as far as platforms. Don't really have to talk about platforms too much anymore uh, because you simply go to the website, bigjreport.com, scroll down on the homepage, and you can listen to it right right on and off the website at bigjreport.com. Special thanks to our sponsors. Of course, um, LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And Saucer Realty for your real estate needs, home, residential, business, commercial, you know, for your real estate needs in North Florida, you know, Larry Saucer and his stamp at Saucer Realty, they're pretty much sanctioned all over Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and just about all areas in between. They have, you know, a lot of listings from most and all of those areas you know, depending on the day, you know, they get new listings in all the time. That's Saucer Realty, one of our uh, fine sponsors of Teal Shirt Report, of, of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. So thank you for being there. Uh, we're going to take a look. You know, we got college football to take a look at, high school. Um, I do have to change my fantasy football lineup because we're about 35 minutes from kickoff. And I checked most of my teams and I said, yeah, they're all looking pretty good. Um, I think, um, I think I won in almost every league. I'm in four leagues this year, which is a lot for me, but I'm in four different leagues. Um, I believe I won in three out of the four leagues. So we're going to try to win our fantasy games. No doubt about that. Um, again, the game today, the Jacksonville, uh, Denver game, the Denver at Jacksonville game. Game today, Denver favored by six points. Denver 1-0, ranked 18th in the BR NFL Power Rankings. The Jags sadly at 32nd, but a win could change that around today. The Jags are 0-1. If they could surprise the Broncos, they could get up to the 500 mark really, really quick this season. And in that long, it's a long 16-game losing streak now over uh, – you know, over a little more than one season now that we're into season number two, the Jags, of course, sadly went to 1-15 last year. 0-1 this year on the regular season. But we expect big things with the new quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. 
I want to see the Jags run the ball more today and Trevor threw the ball too much. I mean, you get behind early 14 to nothing in a game. The coaches abandon, maybe abandon the running game a little too early. And all of a sudden, um, you know, after the game, you're saying Trevor Lawrence threw it 51 times where you'd probably rather see him throwing it, say, 35 times and running the ball more. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Uh, the Jags game will kick off. You know, a little over 30 minutes. We're going to take a look in the meantime at some uh, college football. Man, there's been a lot. A great Alabama-Florida game. Florida came close. Alabama was a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida played them hard. The problem with the Gators, in in my opinion, and, and Dan Mullen, I think he's a really good to very good coach. I think he was the best choice for Florida as far as a coach when they were looking for a new coach four years ago. And now Dan Mullen's into his fourth year. Taking a look at the SEC around the SEC, Alabama um, defeated Florida 31-29. Florida got behind early in that game. I actually, actually, they were behind 7-3 to and then eventually 14-3 to and I believe 21-3. to I think Florida – should have really worked the running backs and, you know, ran the ball with the running backs earlier in the game. We saw the quarterback running it early in Emory Jones. Uh, we saw some some errant passes, even an interception by Emory early. And Florida got behind in the game, you know, 14-3, to then 21-3. to So Florida got behind, but they battled back and showed some great resiliency, no doubt. Alabama did win the game 31-29. to Florida missed on a two-point conversion. That could have tied the game up with, I think, maybe, you know, a little under three minutes to go. Alabama ran out the clock uh, with a first down on their last drive, and that was it. Alabama 31, Florida 29. I think the Florida Gator fans, most of them, not all of them, but most of them came away with – you know, this is almost like a victory. I mean, to play Alabama down to just losing by two points. And I think the SEC championship game last year was what? Just a touchdown. Alabama won by a touchdown, six points, I believe. Florida has played Alabama really hard, close, and good in the SEC championship game last year and then in the regular season game this year. It'll be interesting. Florida has a very young team. They could be really even a much better team by the end of the year. And um, I think Nick Saban did his best coaching job last year during the 2020 COVID season. I really did. I mean, I, he went 13-0, and won the SEC championship, won a national championship, and an all-conference schedule 2020 last year. I think last year Nick Saban is finally at the, the finally high atop the elevator or the escalator. Now for Nick Saban in Alabama, I see it gradually, ever so gradually, maybe going down because I, I think Florida and Georgia are very close to Bama. I think the best three teams in the SEC right now, I, I'll, I'll say Alabama's number one, Georgia's number two, but Florida's a close three. And when we talk about the fourth best team, it could be Texas A&M. Auburn uh, did get beat on Saturday. Let's take a look at some of the scores uh, that we do have. Again, around the SEC, Alabama 31, Florida 29, Georgia 40, South Carolina 13, a final on Saturday night, September the 18th of 2021. Also across the league, Tennessee defeated Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Volunteers 56, Tennessee Tech nothing. 
Arkansas is a team you really got to watch now. They're moving up. They beat Texas. Arkansas's got what essentially amounts to their almost their entire offensive line coming back from last year. Their coach used to be the uh, offensive line. He used to be the offensive line coach at Georgia a couple of years back, but he's into his second year at Arkansas and uh, doing a good job. I mean, Arkansas defeated Texas a couple of weeks ago. Arkansas just pounded Georgia Southern 45 to 10. That would not make the legendary Irk Russell uh, too happy. But when you pull up, and I'm going to pull up the name of the coach, because sometimes my memory, you know, my memory, I can't remember everything, although I try to, the Arkansas football head coach. He was the offensive line coach for Georgia before he got the, the head coaching job. That's Sam Pittman. This guy is doing a good job with Arkansas. I, re- I really believe that. Sam Pittman um, was actually the associate head coach and offensive line coach at the University of Georgia. I guess if he was the associate head coach, that was kind of like being the uh, assistant the assistant head coach uh, to Kirby Smart at Georgia. So this guy was looking for a head coaching job or – probably in line to get one, and he did at Arkansas. Congratulations to Sam. He did a good job, I thought, coaching the team last year. Arkansas's beaten Texas. Now they've beaten Georgia Southern. Arkansas, I think, is probably a surprise team in the SEC, without a doubt, and a very dangerous team at this point. Arkansas 45, Georgia Southern 10. Uh, We were thinking a lot of big things about Kentucky, and still are, because, uh, you know, Kentucky's still, what, undefeated? Uh, Kentucky holds on against UT Chattanooga, Kentucky uh, 28, UT Chattanooga 23, Missouri back on the winning track after losing Kentucky, Missouri 59, Southeast Missouri 28, a final, Missouri, that's right, Missouri beat a good old directional school in uh, Southeast Missouri, a win is a win, right? Texas A&M pounded the New Mexico Lobos. Their defense shut them out. I think Texas A&M is a really good defense. But still, they got the tough teams to play on their SEC schedule. Um, Texas A&M, where do you put them, man? And we're still going to be doing the power rankings after this weekend. But Texas A&M's got to be in the top five somewhere. I think Arkansas is getting close to that top five. Very close. Uh, Auburn had gotten up to as high as four, number four in our SEC power rankings, the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Um, Auburn, however, you know, ran into a tough Penn State team. We'll talk about that game in a minute, but Kentucky beat Chattanooga. Kentucky 28, Chattanooga 23, the final. Missouri 59, Southeast Missouri 28, a final. A yeah, win is a win. Texas A&M defeated the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, Texas A&M 34, New Mexico Lobos nothing. Texas A&M without a doubt. Texas A&M still one of the top five teams in our SEC power rankings. And that was a good, that was a nice win uh, for Texas A&M. Well, the Pirate finally got bit, finally had to walk the plank. Memphis 31, Mississippi State 29. You know, Mississippi State has flirted with losing a game, and now they finally have. Memphis took them down. Memphis 31, Mississippi State 29, the final. Memphis got the Pirate. Coach Mike Leach this time to give Mississippi State a loss. Auburn takes a step back. Penn State 28, Auburn 20, the final. 
LSU starting to play better. LSU 49, Central Michigan 21, the final. In his second year, Coach Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss team seems to be for real. Ole Miss defeated Tulane. Ole Miss 61 and Tulane Green Wave 21. You might remember just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Tulane came close in the game with Oklahoma. And, you know, Tulane battled them. Tulane did battle them. And, in fact, I want to pull that score up. I think Oklahoma won that game over Tulane by, what, four or five points, I think? Let's take a look at that. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, So I'm trying to make a little comparison because, yeah, the Oklahoma Sooners beat the Tulane Green Wave, and that was in week one of the college football season. Oklahoma Sooners 40 and the Tulane Green Wave 35. That was, what, a couple of weeks ago. Um, Tulane did not play as well in this particular game with Ole Miss. And I think Ole Miss may be for real. They may have the best quarterback in the SEC, possibly in Matt Corral at this point. Um, so let's give let's give Ole Miss some credit. I might have to move Ole Miss up to – I'm thinking about moving them up. They're going to be either fourth or fifth, I think, now. I think Ole Miss and Texas A&M are going to be fourth and fifth. Um, you know, based on what I'm looking at, probably – I might have to move Ole Miss up to number four and Texas A&M five, but we'll put the uh, BigJReport.com SEC power rankings together and, you know, give you those uh, either at toward the tail end of uh, this broadcast or on our next podcast. But yesterday on Saturday, September the 18th, um, in his second year, Coach Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss team seems to be for real. Ole Miss 61 to Lane 21, the final. Uh, Stanford beat Vanderbilt 41 to 23. You know, Vanderbilt actually won a game last week. They defeated Colorado State, but they lost to Stanford yesterday on Saturday, September the 18th. Stanford 41 and Vanderbilt 23. Let's look at some of the SEC action from yesterday on Saturday. September the 18th. We'll put the power rankings together, but at this point, I mean, I've, I've got to keep Alabama at number one. Um, I'll say Georgia too. You could even, you could actually maybe even put Georgia to one, right? Alabama and Georgia razors close. And I think Florida is right up there with them. Now we'll probably have Alabama one as he escaped at Florida, Georgia two, Florida three. And, you know, we're looking at, you know, Texas A&M did have a 34-0 win over New Mexico. Texas A&M did struggle against Colorado a couple of weeks ago. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. We'll take a look at the complete SEC, BigJReport.com, SEC power rankings. We'll put the complete list together and make it official a little bit later today, and you'll either hear it in this podcast episode show number 55, season number two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, or you'll hear it in the next episode, episode show number 56. So those are basically the scores. As we told you earlier, Wake Forest uh, defeated FSU, Wake Forest 35, FSU 14, Clemson and Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia Tech gave Clemson a good game, but I I think Clemson honestly is struggling on offense without Trevor Lawrence uh, this season. Uh, their defense still really, really strong. There was also a lightning delay, as I understand it, in this game, a lightning and or rain delay. Uh, Clemson won the game. 
And this game was at Clemson. It was Clemson 14, Georgia Tech 8. Clemson scored a touchdown in the first quarter. Georgia Tech kicked the field goal in the second quarter, and I believe they were at uh, Clemson leading 7-3 to three in the second quarter when the rain and lightning came. There was no scoring in the third quarter, and then Clemson outscored Georgia Tech 7-5 to five, um, in the fourth quarter. So Clemson kind of squeaked out a close one. Clemson 14, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets 8. As we give you a couple of scores uh, from the ACC yesterday on Saturday, September the 18th. So that's kind of our look at uh, some of what's going on in college football. Um, Nebraska gave Oklahoma a scare. They really did uh, early in the game. The game was close. Uh, Scott Frost and his Nebraska team, I mean, they gave Oklahoma everything they wanted early in the game. But late in the game, Oklahoma kind of showed what they're made of and uh, pulled away from Nebraska a little bit. That was also another one of the big games in college football. Uh, Nebraska did score a touchdown late in the game to, to make it look a little better. It did end up Oklahoma 23, Nebraska 16. Pretty good game, actually. And uh, Nebraska, let's see, went into that game 2-1, and one, Oklahoma 2-0. and oh. Um, Scott Frost, I, I feel he's a good coach and good recruiter. There's been some issues out there with Nebraska, and uh, we'll see what happens with Scott Frost, the head coach in Nebraska. But they did lose to Oklahoma, but uh, Nebraska put up a good fight. This was at Oklahoma also, Oklahoma 23, Nebraska 16. So those are some of the big games in college football. We may take a look at some more as we continue with the podcast. That's kind of a look at the uh, – uh, BigJReport.com report on the Southeastern Conference as far as the results from Saturday, September the 18th. Again, we're going to put together as quick as we can a new SEC Power Rankings, a new BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings. We'll do that either before the end of this podcast or you'll get the rundown on all 14 teams in the next podcast in episode show 56. So just check out all the episodes you won't. You won't miss a thing. Uh, we've got reports from Alex Nunnery coming up, North Florida Entertainment, other area sports, including a high school football scoreboard report coming up, too. The Jags will kick off in about 19 minutes at TIAA Bank Field. The Jaguars, a six-point underdog, hosting the Denver Broncos at TIAA Bank Field as we record this podcast on Sunday afternoon, September the 19th. More coming up. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you for listening. Hey, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 55, the double nickels episode. That's right, episode show number 55 of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I just looked at a radar summary. We got rain in the area, 60% chance of uh, rainfall at kickoff between the Jaguars and the Denver Broncos at TIAA Bank Field uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, east winds. Uh, for kickoff and throughout the afternoon, east winds at around 5 to 9 or 6 to 9 miles per hour. But a 60% chance of rain. Could see some thunderstorms developing toward the latter part of the game as well. So weather, weather could be a factor when the Jaguars host the Broncos here in just a few minutes. We'll be talking about it 
on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thought I'd give you some uh, high school football scores before we watch the Jags play today on this Sunday during our podcast. High school football scoreboard. Let's see, for North Florida, South Georgia, uh, Central Florida, even a pocket of South Alabama and surrounding areas for Friday night, September the 17th of 2021. Bishop Kenny Crusaders 36, Tacoa Creek Toros nothing, Wolfson Wolfpack 14, Christ uh, Christ Church Academy 6, the final. Uh, Bartram Trail, where, where uh, of course, Alex Nunnery went to high school. Bartram Trail 23, the Mandarin Mustangs 8, where Carson Beck went to high school. Bartram Trail 28, the Mandarin Mustangs 8, the final. Uh, Reigns Vikings 31, Andrew Jackson Tigers 14. Andrew Jackson, by the way, the oldest high school in Jacksonville. I think Lee's maybe the second oldest where my dad went to, to high school. And they've changed the name of Lee High School, formerly known now as Lee High School, to Riverside High School, the Riverside High School Generals. And they did play on Friday night. So let's go back to the scoreboard. Reigns Vikings 31, Andrew Jackson 14, the final. Pondervedra Sharks 27, the first goes 7, the final. Uh, nice, where Tim Tebow played his high school football. Nice 35, Atlantic Coast Stingrays 14. Terry Parker Braves 14, Yuley 13, a final. Uh, Derrick Henry, the old Alabama running back that plays with the Tennessee Titans now, got a big second contract from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, but Yuley lost to Terry Parker. Terry Parker's got a pretty good program going on the south side of Jacksonville now. Uh, Terry Parker 14, Yuley 13, the final. Uh, Sandalwood Saints 16, Creekside 20. So Creekside did win that game. Creekside 20, Sandalwood Saints 16, a final. Fletcher Senators, the high school at the beach. Fletcher 17, Fleming Island 14, the final. Uh, Trinity Christian Academy, man, there wasn't much defense in this one. Trinity Christian Academy 53 and CAI, CAI, Clearwater Academy International 50. They got a really major program in the Clearwater, Florida area. Trinity Christian Academy 53, Clearwater Academy International 50, a final score. Providence School, Providence School 37, Stanton 7, a final. My Ed White Commanders, where I went to high school, man, they might have, they might really have one of their best teams they've had in a while. Ed White Commanders, 40. Swanee County Live Oak, 24, the final. I believe Ed White is 3-0. Ed White had had a couple of games canceled or postponed due to health concerns. But Ed White, I believe now they're 3-0 on the season. The Ed White Commanders, 40. Swanee County Live Oak, 24, the final. Uh, the bowl school where Chipper Jones went to high school there, the Atlanta Brave Hall of Famer. Uh, Bowls 49, Fernandina Beach Pirates 14, the final. Uh, formerly Lee High School, the Riverside Generals 41, the Orange Park Raiders 9, a final. Uh, Baker County defeated Paxson. Baker County 42, Paxson, now known as PSFAS, the old Paxson Eagles High School. Baker County Wildcats 42, Paxson 7, a final. St. Augustine uh, outscored Middleburg 54 to 37. Again, St. Augustine 54, Middleburg 37, a final. Jacksonville Reball 34, Westside 29, a final. University Christian 27, Bradford 20, a final. 
Uh, Gainesville, Florida, 57, Matanzas, 16, a final score on uh, Friday night. Um, that was Friday night, September the 17th. Again, Jacksonville, Reball, 34, Westside, 29, University Christian, 27, Bradford, 20. Uh, Gainesville, Florida, I believe they're known as the Purple Hurricanes. The Gainesville, Florida, Purple Hurricanes, 57, Matanzas, 16, a final. Uh, Union County, good friend of ours, uh, Dave uh, Stiegel, uh, lives in the Lake Butler area, and that's Union County. Uh, Union County, 28, P.K. Young, 13, a final. Clay High School, Blue Devils, and I believe that's where the voice of Trinity Christian um, Mr. Raymond Bureau went to high school. Clay High School Blue Devils 34, Ridgeview nothing the final. Menendez 41, Eastside 7 a final. Baldwin 21, West Nassau 13 a final score. Uh, Camden County Wildcats up in Georgia just across the state line. The Camden County Georgia Wildcats 50, Oak Leaf 6 a final. Ware County Georgia 42, Bainbridge 15 a final. Charlton County, 28 up in Georgia. Tipped Area Academy, 14 a final. Uh, St. Joseph Academy, I believe they're out of St. Augustine. St. Joseph Academy, 6. Trinity Christian Academy from Deltona. There is another Trinity Christian Academy besides the one in Jacksonville. Trinity Christian Academy in Deltona, 7. St. Joseph Academy, 6. Keystone Heights in an edge of Clay County. Keystone Heights, 68. Umatilla, 13, a final. Hey, the Duval Charter School. Duval Charter, 36. Old Plank Christian Academy, nothing. Uh, Southern Prep, 35. Stewart County, Georgia, 6. Columbus, Georgia, 44. Jordan, as they call them. Some people in Florida say Jordan. Up in Georgia, most people say Jordan. It was Columbus, Georgia, 44. Jordan, nothing, a final. Schley County, where Jim McFather used to be the head coach. You know, he was the head coach at Randolph Clay High School. Then he went over to Schley County. I think Jim started building a program there. He kind of retired, but Schley County's got a pretty good thing going right now. They've won at least three games by really big-time scores over the last three or four weeks. Schley County, 48. Marion County, 7. Hey, you, the Fall Alabama Tigers won a game by a forfeit. I think there were health concerns on the park crossing side, uh, possibly some COVID issues or concerns, as I was told. Uh, Eufaula, Alabama gets credit with a forfeit win. Eufaula, Alabama officially wins it. Eufaula, Alabama Tigers won. Uh, park crossing, nothing, a forfeit due to health concerns. Eufaula, Alabama, now 2-3 and three in high school football. In another game across southeast Alabama, I've been waiting to talk about them. Lakeside School, the Lakeside School, Lakeside School Chiefs 29, Meadowview 6. Again, that was the Lakeside Chiefs 29, Meadowview 6, a final on Friday night, September the 17th of 2021. And again, if you ever have any scores to report that we don't have, feel free to uh uh, you can write to us, Scott, at BigJReport.com. That's Scott at BigJReport.com. Or check out our Facebook group, the BigJReport.com Facebook group. We do report the scores in the Facebook group. And, of course, if you go to our website, BigJReport.com, you can actually scroll the homepage right now. And right underneath the picture of Tim Tebow and Alex Nunnery, where they're wearing their masks a uh, few months ago at the Jacksonville Iceman uh, game, you'll see the high school football scores right underneath there under the North Florida News area. 
And this is on the homepage, right underneath the photos of Tim Tebow and Alex Nunnery. Uh, you will find the high school football scores that I just gave you, most of them that I just gave you, you'll also find on the website at bigjreport.com. Speaking of Alex Nunnery, and let's see, I gave you all the scores we, we do have, and you know we always might miss one or two, and we do apologize for that in advance. But if there's somebody that we have missed to talk about that you'd like us to talk about, simply write to me, and we'll be happy to talk about them. Write to me at scott at bigjreport.com. That's our email address, scott at bigjreport.com. Speaking of Alex Nunnery, Alex did tell me he had some reports, maybe even an interview in there. And we're going to check in with our bigjreport.com sports reporter here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Let's now join Alex Nunnery. We're still just a few minutes away from the Jags kicking off on this Sunday, September the 19th. But let's now uh, check in with the one and the only Alex Nunnery. Alex is everywhere. I know he's got a few reports and maybe an interview for us. Let's check in with BigJReport.com sports reporter Alex Nunnery right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Alex Nunnery. We are here for a terrific football game at Trinity. Christian Academy. And Jacksonville, Florida. We have a great game. Football game, that is. Between the visiting 26th ranked Clearwater Academy International Knights and the 35th ranked Trinity Christian Conquerors. The Conquerors, they participate in Class 2A of the Florida High School Playoffs. The Conquerors, the Class 3A state champs a year ago, they are led by Coach Berlin Dormany. Coach Dormany in his 31st season as the head coach at Trinity Christian Academy High School. He has eight state championships. Looking for win number 300 tonight, potentially. The Knights from Clearwater Academy International, they are coached by head coach Jesse The Knights from Clearwater Academy International in Clearwater, Florida, about three and a half hours away, 213 mile drive, are coached in their eighth season by, in his eighth season by Jesse Chinchar. Chinchar actually played his high school football at Clearwater Academy International. Yes, you heard the name international, ladies and gentlemen. This Clearwater team has players from many, many, many different countries. This Clearwater team has players from Canada, 
Haiti, Italy, Switzerland, Germany, and Montambique. And also Sweden. Man, oh man, this is a really good football game. The Knights, their quarterback, over 11,000 passing yards. He's a senior, number 17, Luca Sanzani. The Conqueror's most noble alumni, Andre Smith, Jeff Holland, Isaiah Ford, Sean Wade, and many, many other noble alumni, including former Gator great Jeff Scott, also Jamie Harper. Andre Smith plays for the NFL's Buffalo Bills. Jeff Holland, a former Auburn Tiger. Isaiah Ford, a former Virginia Tech Hokie. Andre Smith, a former North Carolina Tar Heel. Ladies and gentlemen, before we kick off this football game, we want to thank everyone and the military for doing what they do to make this country a really great country. Two of these coaches, one from Trinity and one from Clearwater Academy International, are former military. Clearwater Academy International linebackers coach, Eric Newton, and Trinity defensive coordinator Willie Green both served in the United States Military Corps ladies and gentlemen we also want to thank Trinity quarterback Colin Harley's parents and Trinity receiver Darius James parents for their terrific ladies and gentlemen we also want to thank Trinity's Colin Harley Harley's parents, both military, former military, I should say. His mom, unfortunately, cannot be here tonight. She's actually serving our great country as she is deployed in Africa 26 years in the military for Miss Hurley. We want to thank her for our terrific, for her terrific service to this great country as well as Darius James' parents. James just moved here from California. He's a senior for the Conquerors. Both of his parents have served or are serving in our military. So we want to just... The stars for the Conquerors. That's quarterback, freshman... One of the best quarterbacks in the country with over 50 offers. That's Colin Hurley. Also, linebacker number 31, Keaton Thomas. 
Also, Penn State commit number one. Defensive back, Cam Miller. And also, junior running back, number three. And Oklahoma Sooner commits, Trayon Webb. Also for the Conquerors, Trevin Smith as well. For the Knights, their stars, one of the best defensive linemen in the country. That's Isaiah Hastings. You also have Lucas Simmons, one of the best offensive linemen in the country. You also have Tramel States Jones. You also have Luca Sanzani, the quarterback for the Knights, with over 11,000 career passing yards. And you also have Dylan DeJet from Canada. The other captain, or the other star, for the Knights from Montreal, Canada. That's their running back, Martin Tiagene. Martin is a senior for the Knights from Clearwater Academy International. One of the best independent schools in the country with only 235 people at their school. Trandy fumbles the kickoff. It's recovered by number zero. Corey Yeoman for the Knights. It's first and 10 Clearwater. Academy Knights. Touchdown Knights. Number six. Martin. Tia Jean with the touchdown run for Clearwater. After that touchdown run, the Knights went for two. Dylan Jette with a two-point conversion catch. With 10-16 left in the first quarter, it's the Clearwater Academy International Knights 8. The Trinity Christian Academy Conquerors nothing. Darnell Rogers into the end zone for the Conqueror touchdown. Seth. Violets. Kick is good. Your score with 7.58 left. In the first quarter, it's the Knights from Clearwater, Florida. Eight and your Conquerors from right here in Jacksonville. Seven. My man. Tyler Jackson with the interception for Trinity Christian 
It's first down, Conquerors! Tyler, a really good sophomore for the Conquerors. First and 10, Trinity. With 7.47 left in the first quarter. The ball looks to be spotted about... I'm not even sure because... They don't have the yard listed on the scoreboard. Looks like about the 30-yard line, 25-30-yard line. First down, Conquerors. Bielix, 35-yard. Field goal is good. The Trinity Christian Conquerors, 10 the Clearwater Academy International Night 8 with 7 26 left in their first quarter Tito Butler with a sack for the Conquerors he sacks Luca Stanzani. That's an that's a loss of nine yards. It's second and nineteen. Knights. That's Isaiah Adams on the catch for the Knights. A forty-yard catch. A really good catch. And throw from Adams to, from Sanzani to Adams. First down, Clearwater. Touchdown, Clearwater Knights. Dylan Jette from Quebec, Canada with the touchdown catch for the Knights. Your score with 39.6 seconds left in this first quarter. The Knights from Clearwater, Florida, 16. And the Conquerors from right here in Jacksonville, 10. Xander Ross on the catch for the Conquerors. A 24-yard catch on the play. That's good for a Conqueror. First down. At the 36-yard line. Darnell Rogers. On the run. 25-yard line. That's good for another Conqueror. First down. Rogers only a sophomore. The tackle was made by South Alabama commit Tremel State Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, with that run by Rogers, we have come to the end of the first quarter. Your score at the end of the first quarter. The Clearwater Academy Knights, 16, and the Mighty Conquerors from Trinity Christian Academy High School, 10.
The kick is blocked by Max Polishup for the CAI Knights. It's first and 10 Knights with 10.51 left in the second quarter. Touchdown, Clearwater. That's Merton. T-Gene with a touchdown run for the Knights. Darnell Rogers into the end zone for a touchdown, Trinity. Seth Bialik, extra point is terrific. Your score with 6.49 left in the second quarter. It's the Knights. 22 and the Conquerors 17 once again Clearwater 22 Trinity 17 Caden Morrell on the sack for the Conquerors a loss of 8 on the play he sacks Luca Stanzani Morell, I believe, is a senior for the Conquerors. Jack Gutek with a 48-yard touchdown catch for the Knights from Clearwater Academy International. Your score with 4.14 left in the second quarter it's the Knights 28 and the Conquerors 17 Freddie Highsmith a 31 yard touchdown catch for Trinity Christian Bialik to attempt the extra point it's blocked. Your score with 152 left. And the second quarter, it's Clearwater 28, Trinity 23. At the end of the first half, here at Conqueror Stadium. It's the Knights, 28, and the Conquerors, 23. Freddie Highsmith with the touchdown, Conquerors. Your score with eight. 47 left in the third quarter. It's Trinity Christian 30. And these Clearwater Academy Knights 28. Seth Bialik's kick was terrific. The touchdown Conquerors. Run was made by number 11, Xander Ross.
The kick by Seth Bialik was terrific. Trinity Christian ahead by eight points. 38 to 26. The Conquerors lead the Knights with 6.44 left in the third quarter. Touchdown Knights. Number six, Martin Tia Jean. A five-yard touchdown run. Tia Jean also with a two-point conversion for the Knights. Your score with 5.04 left in the, in the third quarter. We are nodded up at 36. Once again, with 5.04 left in the third quarter. Your score, it's the Knights, 36, and the Conquerors, 36. Touchdown, Conquerors. That's the man they call Callie, Darius James. The Alex kick is terrific. We have a football game, ladies and gentlemen. 156 left in this. Third quarter, it's the Conquerors, 43. And the Knights from Clearwater Academy, 36. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the third quarter. Your score, Trinity, 43, Clearwater, 36. 12 minutes left to play. What a football game. Definitely worth the admission for this terrific football game. Once again, we have played three quarters. It's Trinity, 43, Clearwater, 36. Touchdown, Clearwater. Dylan DeJede. For the Knights. Your score with 10.58 left in this ball game. It's Clearwater, 44. Trinity, 43. Touchdown, Clearwater, number nine, Dylan Jet Day. Clearwater leads it 50 to 43. With 7.49 left in the fourth quarter. Touchdown, Conqueror. Number four, Darnell Rogers. Into the end zone. Seth Bialik's kick. Ties it at 50 apiece with 2.58 left in the fourth quarter. It's Clearwater Academy 50 and the Conquerors. 50. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of 
regulation. But ladies and gentlemen, we are not at 50. 50 to 50. We are going to free football, as they call it, over time. Let's go to overtime, ladies and gentlemen. In overtime, Trinity Christian with a field goal by Seth Bialik. It was good, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, the overtime rules in high school. Since the score is 53 to 50, if Trinity Christian holds Clearwater, this game is over. Ladies and gentlemen, that is 300th win for Coach Berlin Dorman, the seventh coach to win 300 games in a high school career. Trinity Christian, 53. Clearwater, 50. Wow. What a scene. What a scene. 300 wins for Coach Berlin Dormandy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're here with Eric or Eric? Eric, you're from Germany. I've never been there, but I heard it's a beautiful town. But congrats on your commitment to West Virginia, by the way. How did you all play tonight? Uh, we played really good, but... Next game, we're going to play much better. All right. How is American football different from, like, Germany football or something like that? Uh, the competition is much better here, and it's a whole, diff a whole different atmosphere. All right. Thank you, man. No problem. Thank you. Pardon? We're here with Dejede. He's from Quebec. Quebec. You played one hell of a game, man. Thank you. How did you all play as a team? Um, as a team, we played tremendous. We did everything we had to do. Um, we, we played our best football, and we, ju we just got to finish. It's everyone on the team. No one played like we just did our thing, and we got to finish. So next game, we're going to finish. We're going to come harder, and yeah, just finish the game. Yes, sir. Good luck against um, Reigns. Go beat Reigns. Yes, sir. All right, we're here with Seth Bialik. He's the Mr. Everything for the Conquerors. He's their kicker. And the receiver. How did it feel to make that game-winning field goal for number 300 for Coach Freeland Dormany? Well, it was really just all set up from all my teammates. It all just came down to that. They brought me into overtime, and they knew what I could do. All right. How is it like? How is this team different from the last year's championship team? Um. Well, re really, it's a lot of new kids. There's a lot more gelling we got to do, but uh, it's going to get better in the future. All right. Thank you. All right, we're here with the true freshman, Colin Hurley, the starting quarterback for Trinity. How did you play tonight? Um, I thought I played good. I can always get better, but um, our players stepped up, and we made big-time plays tonight. All right. How was it like playing for the legend in Berlin, Germany? He's a great coach. Um, I love him. He's like another dad to me. Uh, I come in here. Uh, the practice and he's always like, hey what's up Bush how you doing um, he's just he's the best coach I can have 
Yeah, thank you, Colin. All right, we're here at the winning head coach, 300 wins, the seventh coach in Florida history. What does that mean, coach? You know, it means a lot because just being able to be here the whole 31 years and accomplish that at the same school that my wife went to and my daughters grew up here and now my grandkids go here. Thank you, Dwight. It's it's a uh, it's phenomenal and it's it's really rewarding and I'm and I'm so happy that you know I got to do it tonight you know and what a game to do it in though you know overtime 53 to 50 and I need a little break you know yes sir yeah. hey go beat Columbia coach. there we go thank you man thank, thank you. you thank you I tell you what I'm almost speechless my goodness some great reporting and interviews with Alex Nunry and that was at the uh, Trinity Christian game when they were playing uh, Clearwater uh what a good football game that was we were talking uh, you know about all the high school football scores you know heck uh uh just a little while ago and and again uh, you know taking a look at the Trinity game i mean the Trinity game was a really good football game you heard Alex and uh, giving you a lot of what went on uh, during the Trinity Christian victory, Trinity Christian Academy 53, the CAI Clearwater Academy International Team 50. So Trinity Christian Academy 53, Clearwater Academy International 50, a great win. And, you know, for head coach uh, uh, Verlin Dormany, great win. I believe it was his 300th win, Alex said. Man, what a milestone. So uh, congratulations to Trinity Christian Academy. They really put together a tremendous football program with several uh, state championships over the last few years. They've done it in different classifications, you know, as you know. And good luck the rest of the season to Coach Dormany and his Trinity Christian Academy conquerors. And good reports uh, from Alex Nunry. The Jaguars game getting underway now, just getting underway in the first quarter. No score uh, between the Jaguars and the Denver Broncos at TIAA Bank Field. Good luck to the Jags. Uh, we also have North Florida Entertainment coming up. And uh, so, again, we've been uh, giving you some – college football scores over the weekend, high school football scores, and much more to come on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to talk about this game going on uh, right now as we record this this podcast on Sunday, September the 19th. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for tuning in. Okay, uh, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. The Jaguars game is underway. The Jacksonville Jaguars with a 7-3 lead in the game. So a nice early start uh, for the Jaguars. As we do pull up some stats on the game, Jaguars leading 7-3. Jaguars did take the lead in the first quarter on, listen to this, a 25-yard touchdown pass from Jags rookie quarterback Trevor Lawrence to Marvin Jones Jr. Josh Lambeau added the extra point. 
And then the uh, the Broncos came down the field on a really nice drive. There was a penalty, like a defensive holding penalty on 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 cornerback Shaquille Griffin, which I hated to see the flag thrown on that one. But it allowed the Broncos to continue their drive. There was uh, when the Broncos got near the Jags' ten yard line. The Jags did get a really nice sack, where. Defensive end Josh Allen went after the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, tried to strip the ball, but took him down for a long sack. And all of a sudden, the Jags did manage to stop. Um, they managed to stop the Broncos on third down and goal. But at that point, they had gotten the ball, I guess, a little bit inside the 20 or the 15. Um, so Denver on fourth down had to kick a 32-yard field goal. So I guess they actually had got the ball. Uh, well, actually, they had got the ball down to around the 15-yard line of the Jags, but it was third down and goal. Then fourth and goal, Jags defense kind of bowed up, played well. Um, the kicker for Denver, Brandon McManus, added a 32-yard field goal, and that's where we are late in the first quarter. The Jacksonville Jaguars with a 7-3 lead, and we understand the first quarter's ended. The second quarter's just underway. The Jacksonville Jaguars with a 7-3 lead over the Denver Broncos. As we're recording our podcast on this Sunday, September the 19th, uh, we will take a look, as we do just about on all of our podcasts, North Florida Entertainment. Uh, we will uh, pull up some of the concerts coming up. I still got to update some of these shows coming up, but we do try to give you uh, the concerts, the ones that, you know, we kind of recommend the ones we would be interested in going to that we think, um, you know, that you would enjoy and many people would enjoy as well. So let's take a look at some of the concerts, uh, that are coming up. Let's see concerts that are coming up. And we've been telling you about some of these, of course, uh, Steely Dan will be at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida on Tuesday night, October the 19th. Let me backtrack. Santana's coming into Jacksonville in, a, in just a day or two. Um, it'll be on Tuesday night. That's coming up Tuesday night, about two nights from now, as we record this podcast on Sunday afternoon, September the 19th. Uh, Carlos Santana, Santana on Tuesday night, September the 21st of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at Daly's Place here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, then, of course, Steely Dan at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on Tuesday night, October the 19th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. Tickets on sale wherever you can find them uh, at the different uh, at the different ticket outlets. You know, uh, a lot of them online. You can also check with um, I'm not as familiar with the Times Union Center box office. If they have a box office where you can go to buy tickets, but Steely Dan will be at the Times Union Center in Jacksonville, Florida, on Tuesday night, October the 19th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, I am familiar with the Florida Theater because I've been to a lot of shows at the Florida Theater. ZZ Top on Sunday night, November the 14th. That's at the Florida Theater. ZZ Top on Sunday night, November the 14th of 2021 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. KC and the Sunshine Band. Here we go, KC and the Sunshine Band coming to Jacksonville actually next year, but not that far away, January 22nd of 2022 at 7.30 p.m. That's uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band coming to Jacksonville in a few months to the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. And real quickly, we'll mention the Elton John show again. 
Elton John and the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Farewell Tour in 2022. A few months from now, on April the 23rd of 2022, at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena here in Jacksonville, Florida. It seems like we've been talking about the Elton John show for the last year, as they have, they did, Elton John and his management people uh, decided to schedule that one way, you know, way in advance. So the Jags got a 7-3 to three lead early in the second quarter. This is going to really, um, you know, it's it, this is really going to, um, be a game we got to keep an eye on. Marvin Jones caught a nice, I believe, 25-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence early on in the first quarter. Denver has added a field goal. The Jags lead 7-3 to early in the second quarter. Could be a low-scoring game. So let's, you know, let's give it to the Jags' defense. I mean, they're playing a pretty good game. They only give up three points in the first quarter. Jags in front. Jacksonville Jaguars 7. The Denver Broncos 3. Early in the second quarter now, as you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast, we'll keep breaking in on this uh, Sunday, September the 19th, right here at the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I'm also going to put together the BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings a little bit earlier in this uh, this episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode uh, show number 55, season 2. Uh, we did give you the results from Saturday's games, including a, really a nail-biter, an exciting one where Florida came back and, my goodness, almost won the game. Uh, Florida fell to Alabama, of course, uh, 31-29. to Florida kept the game fairly low scoring, you know, and that's kind of what we thought. Some of the experts thought Bama might score 50 on Florida. They didn't do that. But, um, you know, again, it was um, – Let's see, it was, I tell you what, and I'm looking at the radar, too. It looks like some rain going to be in and around the stadium, much of the game at TIAA Bank Field today uh, between the Broncos at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, wins out of the east at the stadium this afternoon at about 6-9, to 5-9 to 6-9 miles per hour at TIAA Bank Field with about a 60% chance of rain, uh, possibly – you know, some thunderstorms as well. Alabama defeated Florida. What a close game it was. Alabama was about a 14 and a half point favorite. Florida hung in there, came back, really played well, uh, particularly late in the second quarter and the second half. Alabama won it though. Close game, Alabama 31 and Florida 29. Uh, Georgia beat South Carolina 40 to 13. We'll take a look at our BigJReport.com SEC Power Rankings coming up in a few minutes here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Still updates and talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars right here during the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll be watching some of the game, you know, in between segments. And uh, thank you guys for listening and supporting our podcast, the Teal Shirt Report podcast, episode show number 55 here in season number two. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, we want to thank Saucer Realty for your North Florida real estate needs. LakeUfallahits.com for great internet radio where, hey, it's all good. That's LakeUfallahits.com, great internet radio, and Saucer Realty in North Florida. And follow us at BigJReport.com. You can also follow the podcast uh, on the top of the homepage is, is we do have the podcast embedded on the website where you can listen 
right off the website when you visit bigjreport.com. More of the Teal Shirt Report podcast episode show number 55 of season number two coming right up. Stay tuned. Okay, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're listening to in as many as 36 states, you know, including Montana, Delaware, Rhode Island. Uh, we've got most of our listeners in Florida, though. That's right. Florida is the biggest state. Some other big states, state of Ohio, state of Washington, Alabama, Texas, Georgia. Thank, thank you for wherever you happen to be for listening to our Teal Shirt Report podcast. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Uh, we're recording the podcast on Sunday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, September the 19th. Jaguars actually have a lead today. They got a touchdown pass early in the game, uh, about a 25-yard touchdown from uh, touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to Marvin Jones. Uh, Denver came down the field um, aided by a penalty. There was a really good Josh Allen sack that kind of um, – took them out of a good first and goal or second and goal situation. Big sack by Josh Allen, his second of the year. And all of a sudden, the Jags held the Broncos to a field goal. The game is still in the second quarter uh, with about eight minutes and 44 seconds to go in the second quarter as we're recording this podcast. Jaguars with a 7-3 to three lead, though I, I see Denver just got the ball back. Looks like it's a low-scoring game, at least early, about midway, almost midway through the second quarter. The Jaguars with a seven-to-three lead. I did work on the Southeastern Conference power rankings. You know, Auburn had lost to Penn State, so Auburn did fall from four all the way down to nine in the power rankings this week. Remember, you got to win to keep moving up or stay where you are. But if you lose, you're going to drop. And I just, I just can't, I can't keep the undefeated teams out of the top seven of the power conference anymore. That means Kentucky is moving up, even though their win was not that huge. You know, Kentucky beat who was it? UT Chattanooga, twenty-eight twenty-three. But a win is a win is a win. You know, last year Texas A&M I think beat Vanderbilt by three or four points. But again, those are the type of games you got to win, even if they are close. Uh, but here's here's what I got, I, and I actually um, took my pen, scratched through it once, did it. I've done these power rankings two or three times today. Let me tell you what we got. We got Alabama number one with the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. Alabama number one at three and zero. Georgia number two at three and zero. I'm going to keep Florida at three at two and one. They only lost by two points at home to Alabama. I got Texas A&M. Uh, fourth coming off their big 34 to nothing win over New Mexico. Texas A&M is fourth at 3-0. and I'm going to keep Florida ahead of Texas A&M for now. Got to keep winning to stay where you are or slide up or slide down, slide down if you lose. Ole Miss, man, they are the real deal. I mean, they beat Tulane by 40 points. I believe it was 61-21. to Ole Miss may be for real. They may also have the best quarterback in the league and quarterback Matt Corral. And their head coach, Lane Kiffin, second year now. I got Ole Miss fifth at 3-0. and Again, Ole Miss may be for real at 3-0. and They're fifth in our BigJReport.com SEC power rankings. I got Arkansas sixth, the dangerous team that really kind of blew, 
blew uh, Texas off the field, almost doubled the score on Texas at Arkansas. I got Arkansas six at three and zero. Oh. Their new coach, uh, he's a second year guy, Sam Pittman, former offensive line coach and associate head coach. Sam Pittman took the job at Arkansas last year. He's got really most. Uh, Arkansas has most of their offensive line coming back from last year, so I got Arkansas sixth at three and zero. Kentucky, they're undefeated. I'm going to keep them. I've got to move them up into the top half. When you're undefeated, you need to be in the top half of the league in the power rankings. Kentucky is seventh at three and zero. LSU um, actually coming off a um, a nice win. LSU uh, beat Central Michigan. LSU now two and one. I got them ranked eighth in the power rankings. Auburn ninth. Auburn fell to ninth after you know after a tough loss uh, to Penn State, I believe, by about eight points. Auburn is now ninth at two and one. Missouri tenth at two and one. Tennessee two and one. Tennessee's coming off a big win over uh, Tennessee Tech. Uh, South Carolina loses big to Georgia. It was um, South Carolina now two and one, and they're ranked twelfth in the power rankings. I believe the Georgia game was Georgia forty, South Carolina thirteen. So let's uh, keep South Carolina twelfth at two and one. Mississippi State lost by two points to Memphis. I've got Mississippi State pirate the pirate Mike Leach, and his Mississippi State Bulldogs two and one. I've got them thirteenth in the power rankings, and Vanderbilt one and two. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, did lose on Saturday. The week before, though, Vanderbilt did actually win a game over uh, Colorado State, but um, they didn't do it, of course, um, yesterday on Saturday. Vanderbilt fell to Stanford, Stanford 41, Vanderbilt 23. Ole Miss blasted to Lane 61 to 21 as Lane Kiffin in his second year, and he, he may have the best quarterback in the league, and quarterback Matt Corral, who originally, you know, he'd originally verbally, I believe, verbally committed to um, Jim McElwain when he was a coach at Florida, you know, about four years ago. But uh, when Dan Mullen came in, I, I think the feeling was that Matt Corral wanted to go somewhere where he could pr- play kind of a pro-style offense. He decided to go to Ole Miss, and that was even before Lane Kiffin got there. So it's kind of interesting the way these things work out. But Ole Miss looks like they're for real this year. You know, Ole Miss, um, man, Ole Miss just keeps winning, right? Auburn did take a step back. Penn State 28, Auburn 20. LSU beat Central Michigan 49 to 21. Ole Miss 61 to Lane 21. Uh, Memphis, again, surprise Mississippi State. Memphis 31, Mississippi State 29. Uh, Texas A&M 34, New Mexico nothing. A final score, Texas A&M still one of our top five teams in the SEC so far in 2021. I've got Texas A&M fourth in the power rankings, just just behind Florida at number three. And Kentucky, now Kentucky's moved up. They're still undefeated. They're three and a ranked seventh. But keep in mind, Kentucky... Only beat Chattanooga by five points, so we'll have to keep an eye on Kentucky. They are undefeated 3-0, and though. Kentucky 28, Chattanooga 23. Uh, Missouri uh, beat Southeast Missouri 59-28. to uh, Arkansas 45, Georgia Southern 10. 
uh, Tennessee 56, Tennessee Tech nothing. And again, you know, a couple of the real big games uh, featuring some some top three teams in the conference. Alabama 31, Florida 29, the final. And Georgia 40 and South Carolina 13, the final score. As we ran down the BigJReport.com SEC power rankings for you on this edition, the 55th uh, episode and show of the Teal Shirt Report in season number two. Hey, the Jaguars defense is playing pretty decent today. The Jags got the ball back. Uh, the game's about midway through the second quarter. The Jacksonville Jaguars seven and the Denver Broncos three. Hey, we brought you the high school football scoreboard, SEC college football scoreboard, and, you know, of course, North Florida Entertainment. We'll talk more about the Jags as the game uh, continues. Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars, with a 7-3 lead in the second quarter over the Denver Broncos here in Jacksonville on Sunday afternoon, September the 19th. We'll talk more about it coming up next on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, you're tuned into the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, as we uh, rejoin you in another segment here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, it is already halftime and a sloppy game on a rainy field. Josh Lambeau has missed a field goal for the Jaguars. Both quarterbacks seem to have a little difficulty in throwing the ball. Uh, Bridgewater has looked good at times. Um, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater is one of those guys that not really flashy, just kind of keeps the ball moving or tries to the Jags defense has played pretty good. They've only given up seven points in the first half. Uh, let's take a look at the scoring. We mentioned the Jags broke out on top with a Marvin Jones jr. Touchdown catch of a 25 yard Trevor Lawrence pass. And that was when the scoring started, uh, about nine 21, into the first quarter, um, actually about nine minutes, 21 seconds left to play in the first quarter. Marvin Jones Jr. received a 25-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence. Josh Lambeau did make the extra point. Uh, Brandon McManus, the kicker for Denver, came back much later in the first quarter with a Field goal of 32 yards with 27 seconds to go in the first quarter. And the Jags uh, had a 7-3 lead uh, going into the second quarter. Um, let's see, in the second quarter, Denver did uh, get on the board with a touchdown pass. Um, let's see, in the second quarter with about a minute, it looks like about a minute 54 to play in the second quarter. Uh, Tim Patrick uh, caught a pass from Teddy Bridgewater, a 12-yard touchdown pass. Brandon McManus made the extra point. Again, it was about a 12-yard touchdown pass, a little swing pass out to Tim Patrick, who received it and ran into the end zone with a 12-yard uh, touchdown pass, scoring pass for the Broncos. So we're at halftime. It's the uh, Broncos leading the Jags 10-7. to uh, We'll attempt to take a look at some stats some uh, team stats in the game. Um, 
Broncos in the first half with 11 first downs. The Jaguars with eight first downs in the game. Uh, passing yards, Trevor Lawrence really having kind of a down, almost abysmal day in the rain. Trevor Lawrence, 10 for 23 yards passing. I should say 10 for 23 for 93 yards passing and a touchdown. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater a little bit better. Bridgewater 15 for 21, 189 yards and one touchdown. So both quarterbacks have a touchdown pass. No interceptions, but I will tell you, there was a couple of passes tipped by uh, Trevor Lawrence that uh, were deflected by defender. And then an offensive guy went off this guy's hand and that guy's hand and then fell harmlessly to the ground. That's the kind of first half it's been. It is halftime. The Denver Broncos leading the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, Denver 10, and the Jacksonville Jaguars 7. On the ground, the Jags have tried to run it some. Uh, James Robinson, six carries for 20 yards. On the other side of the field, Jay Williams, five carries for 13 yards. For Denver, and I will tell you this, the Jaguars' defense, in my mind, is playing better. They appear to be swarming on defense, and we're seeing a little bit more, uh, in my opinion, uh, more of a pass rush effort. I've actually seen the Jags line up in kind of a 4-3, so they're just trying to disguise some of their looks. It looks to me like they've been playing more of a 4-3 at times. Then they'll go to a 3-4. Um, it looks like Cortland Sutton has four receptions for 68 yards for Denver. Marvin Jones Jr., the big receiver for the Jags, uh, four receptions, 49 yards, and one touchdown. I did see LaVisca Chenault throw an outstanding block on a play. LaVisca looked like he got shaken up a couple of plays later, though, and I hope he's okay because he got shaken up and uh, went off to the sidelines. I don't believe he returned. So we'll see if he gets out there in the second half. Total yards in the game, Denver 194 yards. Jacksonville Jaguars 130 yards. It is a close game on the scoreboard. Again, Denver 11 first downs. The Jaguars 8 close game. It's been raining. The field is a little bit sloppy, which means the football is probably going to be wet, um, perhaps at times for the quarterbacks. Not trying to make excuses for Lawrence, but he's he is 10 for 23 for 93 yards and one touchdown. He's fortunate not to have any interceptions because there have been a couple of tip balls that kind of fell harmlessly to the ground for Trevor Lawrence. Halftime, uh, the Denver Broncos will get the ball back first. In fact, the third quarter getting underway now. Denver 10, the Jacksonville Jaguars 7. The uh, third quarter just getting underway. We'll kind of be back with the wrap-up here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast at the end of the game. Thank you for listening. This is the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, uh, the good folks at Saucerility, LakeUfallahits.com, where it's all good. Great internet radio, LakeUfallahits.com, Saucerility, Anchor.fm, uh, simplest and easiest way to make a podcast, and you can always follow us at BigJReport.com. We'll be back and kind of wrap things up at the end of the game. Keep listening. You're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast as we're recording this podcast on Sunday afternoon, September the 19th, the Jacksonville Jaguars' second game of the year and the home opener. And again, you're listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. 
Okay, here we are, Till Shirt Report podcast at the end of a very frustrating football game. It seemed like there wasn't um, as much rain in the second half, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater, key figure in this game for the Broncos. Uh, we will take a look at all the stats. I mean, he seemed to, you know, keep the Broncos' offense in control. Jaguars, you know, had some drop passes. Uh, I know the tight end, uh, Farrell, dropped a pass that looked really, really bad, but I think there was a penalty on the offensive line on that same play anyway. Um, but taking a look at it, the Denver Broncos win the game 23-13 in the second half. Uh, Denver outscored Jacksonville 13-6. to The only points for the Jaguars in the second half was a long uh, kickoff return for a touchdown by Jamal Agnew, a guy they signed in the offseason to do specifically that. And that's really probably one of the only – I'm going to say that was probably the only bright spot of the second half of the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, uh, really a rotten day, 14 out of 33, 118 yards passing. One touchdown early in the game of the first quarter and two interceptions uh, for Trevor Lawrence in the game. Rushing yards, uh, Robinson carried it 11 times for 47 yards. Um, Javante Williams, 13 rushes, and uh, he ran hard, broke some tackles at times, 13 carries, 64 yards for the Denver's uh, Denver running back, uh, Javante Williams. Those were the main rushing guys. On uh, offense, it seemed like wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. was Trevor's favorite receiver. Uh, six receptions, 55 yards, and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton caught nine passes from Teddy Bridgewater uh, for 159 yards. And the Jags were beaten, clearly beaten, 23-13. It's mainly a story of the offense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a bad day. I am going to point out um, one good thing that I did see that I liked was Adam Gotsis got a sack in the game. But also, Andrew Norwell, how much money have the Jaguars paid this guy? He had two penalties when I was watching the game. I believe both of them occurred in the second half. He also whiffed on a block when I watched the replay. Overpaid player. You know, and I hate to say that about anyone. Andrew Norwell. I think he actually took less money than he was previously contracted for going into the last couple of years. But I don't know, man. We're having trouble at uh, the guard position. Looked like Ben Barch came in um, somewhere early in the second half. Ben Barch came in for A.J. Can. Uh, Norwell, two penalties that I saw in the game. I think probably um, – procedure type penalty and then a, I believe a holding penalty and plus I saw clearly on a replay that Andrew Norwell just whiffed on a block final score Denver Broncos 23 the Jacksonville Jaguars 13 the only scoring was the Marvin Jones touchdown catch but a 25 yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence early in the first quarter and uh, Lambeau and added the uh, uh, PAT Lambo did miss a field goal also, I believe, in the second quarter. And that was about it for the offense. I mean, Jamal Agnew took off for that uh, that kickoff return uh, for a touchdown. I mean, the Jaguars find themselves in a hole at the bottom of the AFC South standings at 0-2. 
Indianapolis also 0-2, Tennessee 0-1, and Houston 1-1. Tennessee's still got a game to play, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. So the Jags off to an 0-2 start. Again, they lose um, today's game on Sunday afternoon, September the 19th, as we're recording this podcast. Again, the final score, the Denver Broncos 23, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, 13. We will try to pull up some uh, uh, some more stats as well. Let's see if I can pull up some more information. I do like looking at the box scores after the game. This gives us a little bit more in-depth on the stats. Teddy Bridgewater, man, had a good game. Passer rating of about 125.6. On the other hand, Trevor Lawrence, 37.2. Terrible outing by Trevor Lawrence. Teddy Bridgewater, 26 of 34, 328 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, 14 completions on 33 attempts, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a passer rating of 37.2. Trevor Lawrence played the entire game. Javante Williams, big story, uh, running the football for Denver. He had 13 carries, 64 yards. Um, had a couple of really key runs where he got first downs and was breaking tackles. On the Jacksonville rushing side, James Robinson, 11 carries for 47 yards. Trevor Lawrence, two carries for 21 yards. Um, Carlos Hyde, two carries for seven yards. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, one carry for zero yards. Um, Didn't seem like... There was much going on with the Jags wide receivers. Marvin Jones seems to be the favorite wide receiver of Trevor Lawrence. Six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown, 25-yard touchdown catch from Trevor Lawrence way back in the first quarter early in the game. James O'Shaughnessy, one catch, 24 yards. DJ Chark, where's DJ Chark gone? What's going on? One reception, 19 yards. James Robinson caught three little short passes, three passes, uh, three passes received by James Robinson for 17 yards. Luke Farrell clearly dropped. It was one of the worst drops I've ever seen. He did catch a pass, one reception for six yards. On that same pass um, that Farrell, and I believe that was in the third quarter, Farrell dropped a pass on a real short pass, wide open from Trevor Lawrence, Farrell drops the ball, but there was also a penalty on the offensive line on the same play. Um, You know, Laquan Treadwell was activated for today's game. No catches. Chris Manhurts, no catches. He's more of a blocking tight end. Uh, Carlos Hyde didn't seem to be – he played a little bit, but Carlos Hyde really didn't play as much this game as he played the first game. LaBisca Chenault, two receptions, minus three yards. Tough day. Man, just a tough day for the Jags. Very frustrating. This was actually a very hard game for me to watch personally. Taking a look at the tackles for the Jaguars defense. Uh, Playing a safety position, Andrew Winger playing hard. Eight uh, total tackles, uh, five solo tackles. Um, Andrew Winger had a sack in the game, too. So did Josh Allen and Adam Gotsis on defense. So Jags. You know, give up 23 points and not the worst day defensively, but it could have been better. Jags offense, a big story. Trevor Trevor Lawrence, I just call it a rotten day throwing the football. He never could get really cranked up. He did take off and make a nice run on a play and had the touchdown pass in the first quarter to Marvin Jones Jr., about a 25-yard touchdown pass. The Jags looked good on their opening drive, and it 
kind of went downhill from that point on. Man, this is one just to put in the books real quick. Um, looking at all the tackles, Rayshon Jenkins, six solo tackles. Um, taking a look at who else played. Let's see, Jags defensively. Let's see, Chris Claybrooks played a good bit. High draft pick, too. Not a real, I mean, a lower draft pick. He was like a seventh-round pick by Dave Codwell back in 2020. Boy, you can probably hear it in my voice how frustrated I am after this game. Um, Caleb on Chason, three tackles, one solo tackle, no sacks by Chason. The guys that got the sacks on defense, um, included a Andrew Wingard got a sack from his safety position. So did Josh Allen from his defensive end linebacker position. And Adam Gonsis had a sack too. And the Jacksonville Jaguars had no interceptions. The highlight of the game, probably two big highlights, the 25-yard touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence to Marvin Jones Jr. with approximately nine minutes to play in the first quarter. And then Jamal, Andrew, Jamal Agnew had a – Touchdown run, 102 yards, and that's the reason why they got him back there on the kickoff returns. He had uh, two kickoff returns for 120 yards, the big one uh, for 102 yards and a touchdown run. We'll have to check the record books. That might be close to a Jags record there. Uh, 102 yards on a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown by Jamal Agnew. Those are the big highlights. I mean, Josh Lambeau was actually, I didn't realize this. I know he missed one. He was actually 0 for 2 on field goals. Rough day kicking for Josh Lambeau. Meanwhile, the Denver kicker, Brandon McManus, was 3 for 3 on field goal attempts. Man, I'm going to put this thing in the books and to bed. Uh, the Denver Broncos, 23. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 13. I hope better days are ahead. Uh, we'll have episode show number 56 soon. Very soon on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're going to put this podcast to bed. Very disappointing loss. Again, the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos 23, the Jacksonville Jaguars 13. Denver's 2-0, the Jacksonville Jaguars, our Jacksonville Jaguars 0-2. That's going to about wrap up the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Earlier in the podcast, we had a complete high school football scoreboard report. Uh, we did check the SEC power rankings and the results from Saturday, uh, September 18th games from the Southeastern Conference, uh, North Florida Entertainment, and we had reports and interviews from Alex Nunry. Congratulations to Trinity Christians uh, head coach, um, uh, Verlin Dormany, who got his 300th win as a high school football coach. Make sure you, um, if you get a chance, listen to this particular podcast. Again, Alex did some really good interviews, and he covered that Trinity Christian uh, 53 to 53 to 50 victory over the school from uh, Clearwater. They're known as uh, CAI. I believe that's uh, Clearwater. Let me pull that back up again, the name of that school. Boy, that's, a, that's a Clearwater. Academic International, I believe, CAI, as they're known as. So, in fact, I'll pull it up real quick because I know I've got the, um, the high school football scoreboard. We looked at that completely and officially much earlier on the podcast. Um, let's take a look here. 
congratulations again to Coach um, Verlin Dormady, 300th victory, and it was Trinity Christian Academy, 53, CAI Clearwater Academy International, 50, the final score. We did check all the – pretty much – most all the high school football scores, North Florida, South Georgia, and surrounding areas a little bit earlier in this podcast. We're going to put this one to bed. I mean, this was a hard game, you know, to watch. It was a difficult loss. Denver 23, the Jacksonville Jaguars 13, the Jags 0-2 to start the 2021 season. Trevor Lawrence, really an awful day. And there's an offensive lineman on this team that Andrew Norwell, man, he's got to pull it together, man. He had like two penalties in the game, whiffed on a block, and I'm sure that's going to be talked about in the coming days. That's a look at the Teal Shirt Report podcast brought to you by Saucer Realty, Anchor.fm, LakeUfollowHits.com, and you can always follow us at BigJReport.com. want to thank my producers, Alex Nunry, doing a great job. He's also a BigJReport.com sports reporter. And my other producer, uh, JC, freelance writer for the BigJReport.com as well. As <laughs> JC's a freelance writer for the BigJReport.com. So you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. This has been episode, episode show number 55, season number two of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. My name is Scott. I'm out. Have a great day. Let's hope things, let's hope there's better days ahead uh, for our Jacksonville Jaguars. Take care.